Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Comic Chronicle Podcast. I'm your guys' host, Dakota Morgan, coming to you from Phoenix, Arizona. Today on the show, we have T. Franklin, the writer from Harley Quinn, some of her own indie titles, like a lot, a lot of stuff. Like, T is an amazing, amazing person, to say the least. We talk a whole lot of stuff, to say the least, about dis- uh, disabilities, motivation, powering through, uh, viewing people, dis- all sorts of shit today. Um, hopefully, you know, if you're an asshole, then, you know, maybe it'll make you look at things in a different light and then, you know, or just get you pissed off, one of the two. But if it pisses you off, we don't really care. And, of course, we're looking at just writing Harley Quinn in general, what it's like to write the continuation of the amazing, now, HBO Max series, Harley Quinn. Quinn, you know, like that cartoon is amazing as hell. So T is on the show today. We t- I don't want to spoil anything. I really, really don't. But the talk today we have is so damn good. If you guys enjoy the talk, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast for the Comic Chronicle podcast, such as Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and ComicChronicle.Podbean.com or whatever third party thing you're using. I don't know. People doing all sorts of stuff these days. Of course, I'm live on Twitch playing video games these days at Coda Rex. 97 instagram at dakota underscore morgan 97 and twitter at dakota morgan 3 and of course on youtube where you can also catch the episode of this podcast as well as you know video games toy unboxings dinosaur science stuff as well as nature stuff all that sort of jazz and yeah and that's what this recording my uh, rescue and old dulce actually laid an egg so wish me luck for that one so we're gonna see if maybe dulce's egg was fertilized when she was in the pet store days or not we will see so yeah wish me luck on that one folks and without further ado though instead of me rambling on let's get into my awesome some fucking talk with T. Two. Alrighty, so we are recording. So I do want to say, is T though? Welcome to the show. Uh-oh. Oh, there we are. Okay, I don't know what okay. this point. Oh, <laughs> is it more technical problems? No, nope, we're good. <laughs> You're good. Yeah. Oh, well, welcome to the show, T. <laughs> we're just Thank gonna do want- the one. Oops, sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that. What I was going to say, we're going to do just one recording because it's got to do a whole permission thing and whatnot. We were, we were talking, me and Lauren were talking before you joined, was that Zoom is weird in itself because I mean, I've tried talking to friends of mine in Canada and I this is no joke. It disconnected 24 different times and we we reconnected after every time we we were de- determined to talk to each other. It was one of my buddies who works on Netflix. And so we're just, we want to talk as the show just premiered. So it's like, yeah, and we are trying to talk, but it, 24 different times we counted. Wow. Yeah. It was a long, a two hour talk turned into four. Oh, nah. See, yeah, yeah I'd have gave up. Yeah, no. <laughs> it was tempting. It was the only reason we did it is because I'm like, man, I'm never going to get it. Like, we, he lives in Canada. Like, you know, it's it's that whole thing and a half. And it's like, man, dude, I love this guy so much, but it, love only goes so far. <laughs> right. Oh, well, welcome to the show. Honestly, I got to say, though, this is an honor to have you here on the show here with me today. Who, me? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm like, it's, it's honest. It's huh? not. Uh, it's not a. Okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, I know it's kind of maybe a weird thing to say. And when I trust me, I feel you. People tell me the same shit when I go on to a different show too, and people t- tell me it's like they're an honor, and I'm like, I don't know how, but to me, it's an honor to have you here because, like, t- to me, you are a special person because of all the work you do, it, it was stuff with comics, stuff outside of comics and such like that too. I mean, I really appreciate everything you do, T, and that's why I was like thinking, I was like, okay, we got to get T on the show here because I think it'd be fun to have you on, and, and to me, it's an honor to talk to you and have you actually here. Oh, thank you so much. Of that's awesome and shit. Yeah, like you know, like I and shit, and I'm honest too. And I know we didn't. I don't know if it ever got transferred to you or not too. That this is, I get what we're saying in the recording. Man, fuck it. Is this is a laid back show? By the way, you can say whatever you like too. So this is an uncensored show as well. Okay, good. Yeah, like a sailor. <laughs> I, yeah, I, it's the same way. I do. But people ask, they said, "Oh, you know, is your show explicit?" And I'm like, "Well, what the fuck do you think?" <laughs> I, don't, I don't, I don't know here. <laughs> people who like, I am on. I remember my grandma listened once to an episode, and she's like, "You guys, you and your guests cuss a lot." I'm like, "Yeah, we do." <laughs> oh God, I I remember we had um. 
the guy who played Martian Manhunter on too. And what I'm, I'm, I'm suffering from a headache at the moment, which is great for recording. We were talking and I remember like once he's like, can I cuss in your show? I'm like, yeah, he's like, yeah, go right ahead. He's like, Dakota, I gotta be, cause this, I gotta be honest here. Like we were talking about how we gained weight. He's like, I looked in the mirror the other day and I said, man, I got fat as fuck. Oh, I was like, yeah, we've officially said everything on the show now. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, but yeah, like recently, I mean, you've recently done a lot of stuff in comics, I said at least here too. But this is a show where we talk about comics like 2% of the time, I like to say. But like you've done a lot of work in comics recently, but recently it's got to be very interesting because, I mean, working with Harley Quinn, like what has that been like? I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. It has been the wildest ride and I'm still I've still been trying to process it because it just doesn't seem it just doesn't seem real yeah it's I mean because it's that thing where it's that name. It's the name alone. It's like, oh, you get to work. Like as a comic writer, I would kill to work on anything like that. But you know, like to be like, oh yeah, I'd be working on Superman. It'd be like that's gotta have. Some, but then you're like Harley Quinn in today's day and age, like with fandom and everything that entails. Like basically, you're backing up the the dump truck of fandom whenever you you start on anything like that, which is what somebody told me recently. And they said, oh, the dump truck got unloaded with the fans with people, with the stress, but with the fun times. Is that kind of what it's been like a little bit? It has been a massive, I'm going to botch this pronunciation, but a massive charcuterie board. Oh, a shit. Well, I- <laughs> smorgasbord. Everything. <laughs> From, I mean, since the announcement, it has just been, it's been a lot. Times have, oh my God. Yeah. I, I knew Harley had fans, but I did not know Harley had fans. <laughs> right? They are, woo-wee. They are something else that I just did not know, right? This is my first time writing anything IP. And to have Harley is just, well, shit, throw me in the deep, deep end. (laughs) (laughs) That's the the most honest I've ever heard anybody on this show about anything. Oh, that's fantastic. You know what, though? It's that's the thing like i think like i said like it's the thing you don't know how many fans are there and you don't know what type of fans are there and then when you're involved all of a sudden it's like oh shit this got real like this is like oh man like there's this is intense but in a good way i want to make it clear people may think we're like botched and saying it's all bad this is a really good thing but yeah, it's like good and they're bad yes there is both right i have the ones who are no harley belongs with joker right so i've got those fans then i've got why is a black woman writing white characters then i've got the homophobes then what the the fuck Since June, my mentions, my DMs, my emails, my DMs on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok, it has just been a whole, it got to a point where I was like, damn, I wish I didn't accept this gig. Like, it just Mm. got so bad. And I see why a lot of creators they're just like yo i'm out they don't interact with anybody on social media they are not on social media like because it can be beyond overwhelming and being autistic and it's just i do not have the mental capacity to deal with the shit i just don't no and 
you know, when you start to get all types of threatening messages, it's like, yo, these are fictional fucking characters. Can you just go outside and smell? Yeah, yeah, that's what I fucking said to people before, like, because I'm I'm not I'm not in the same level at all with what you're going through. But I've had those people come after me before with shit that I've written about. They're like, your giant monster shouldn't have been like this. If I ever see you, I'll kill you. And I'm like, buddy, fucking do me a favor and do it. Like, come yeah, out, they, like they, I don't know. They're weird. They oh like some of these fans are, are too much. And yeah. Yeah. I have to. I wish I would. I wish. Like, if I had to do it all over again, I would not interact at all mm. because it just it can get too, too much. I feel that. I mean, it's it's a thing that, you know, it's never really talked about that much at all about like the, the too much with fans and the fandom and such of that, too, because oftentimes I see like you mentioned. I see people who are criticizing the folks like, well, they, those creators are never on social media. And I'm like, for good fucking reason, buddies, like, you know, like if you like it's no, it's if if it helps you, tea, if it helps you at all. Um, one of my things I do other than I work with com, uh, working in comic books is I take care of exotic animals at a hospital and a wildlife sanctuary. Let me tell you, when I post pictures and videos, it's the same shit. I get people who are like, you shouldn't be doing that. You're terrible. Oh, my God, you're terrible. Oh, my God. I'm, I should go there and rescue them and send you to jail. And I'm like, buddy, do you not know how this works? Like, I am at a sanctuary and I'm also a technician. <laughs> like, it's just the safest and the healthiest these animals can be. But it's the same shit and everything, the toxicity of it all. And like, you know, it's it's with it all. Like, it's it was with it all the time. And those people, they can go fuck off, to be honest. Like, I've never never really and I, people have on the show i've had people come after me about shit before plenty of times and then those people are like this is the most i've ever acknowledged them and then those people they can fuck off because leave t like t you deal with a lot and i want to stay is to me though because when i when i i saw your work i'm like oh hell yeah i want to get on the show and then i saw your twitter i'm like this person here is a fucking warrior this is honestly coming from the heart you are a warrior team going out with being autistic with everything going at it and just still powering through i mean that's anybody you know it's it's you know it's only different and inspirational because i'm disabled but it's the same thing somebody going out and putting a all into everything you're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. Like a lot of you're not wrong about being warriors. I mean, like, yeah, in a way. Yeah. But I like I wouldn't say it because of the same. I think it's because you keep going on the social media empowering through. I think it, to me, it, to me, at least it goes to the fact of you being a warrior and everything like that, because you still are trying and still going through and still dealing with it and actually having a Twitter account, because I'll be honest, I thought about disabling mine like two months ago. So, um, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Find somebody pretended to be me, and that was just a whole lot worse. Oh, <laughs> you did? You oh, did? yeah, I did. What? I did. I did. It was when, uh, literally, I want to say a day or two after Chadwick Boseman died, and people were just being extremely ableist. Well, if he can do five films and he had stage four cancer, what's your deal? Why aren't you doing anything? Like all of that talk was happening. And I was seeing it from people in Hollywood. And a lot of these people in Hollywood, they follow me. And I'm always talking about disability in media and how it's trash. Actually, Right before we started the show, I did a whole thread about it because it's just, it's, it's, it's tiring. It is played out. It's just like, yo, are you, disabled people are not villains. We are not helpless and we are mm-hmm. not inspirational. Mm-hmm. But when you watch movies and TV and read books, so that's all we are, right? Yeah. Freddy yeah. Krueger. Freddy Krueger was burned, has burn marks now. He's this evil guy. Captain Hook. He has no hand, but now he's evil. Oh, he's shit. comic movie, right? What was the reason? He was disabled. He wanted to just destroy everything. Like, it's played out. 
then you have the inspirational trope, right? Mm. Forrest Gump, major. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. All of these things happening over and over and over again, and disabled people are constantly looked at as evil, or we are just overlooked. Um, And then we've got the people, the actors who portray disabled people but they're fine. They're not disabled in any type of way. Mm. And that's a problem as well. There was this movie, I cannot recall the name of it, but it came out last year, year before last. It was about three or four disabled men who are on a quest to get laid for the first time. And I'm like, I actually spent money that's on a this movie. What? That's a movie that got made? Yes. Yes. And I'm like, you, you've got to be fucking kidding me. So you're trying to say disabled people don't fuck because last I say I'll be fucking. <laughs> like, what, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, well, people had sex. Our, our genitals aren't disabled. Yeah. Our, our lust capacity is always there. Yeah, we're, we're human we too. Like Exactly, but we're not treated as human. Mm. We are treated as something thing not a human something that needs to be fixed that's what we're treated as i'm not here to be fixed i'm good yeah but <laughs> in hollywood that don't happen you can't be good mm. right where yeah. are the disabled people telling these stories they're not there and it is was super important as a disabled like i'm not only just autistic i'm a wheelchair user with a heart condition a brain a massive brain injury seizures got to the point that i could not walk or talk or read or write and it was important for me to have disabled people in the harley quinn book yeah them throughout the entire series Harley and Ivy are disabled. They have mental disabilities. They're suffering from PTSD, all types of trauma, depression, you name it. But it's always used, especially when you're mental, it's a mental disability. You're, you're always seen as crazy, as a psychopath, as something, because you're not normal. I, I, can, I, can, I can agree to this. Uh, as someone who as someone who does have PTSD and mental trauma, like a son of a bitch, I can I've never mentioned this in the show before. I, don't, I think it may be well, maybe twice. It I appreciated that a lot. I appreciate it so much. Like, it's definitely something I appreciate. But uh, continue. I didn't mean to interrupt. I didn't mean to interrupt. I just am saying it like I, I appreciate it. And that's why this whole issue, this whole one, you will not see any type of ableist work. None. Mm. You will not see anybody call Harley crazy because it's not. I have a mental disability. I have depression. I'm mm. crazy. Right? You won't see, you won't read these words because they are harmful. When you're calling someone lame, that means somebody who can't walk. That's me. Mm. I'm far from corny. I'm just a bitch who can't walk. You feel me? So we need to be mindful about the words that we use to describe people saying, oh, the weather's bipolar. Bitch, the weather is not bipolar. The weather is the weather. Yeah. Yeah, it's nature. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not, exactly. it doesn't have the feelings of, of a human or let's give like exactly. human, human characteristics to weather. And I'm, I, I don't, like, no. No, it doesn't. It doesn't work like that. Like no, it doesn't. I, I refuse to have that in, in, in anything that I that I'm writing. I have done it in the past, and when I was checked, I was like, "Oh shit, y'all are right. Y'all are right. I don't need to use these words." Yeah. For what reason? Somebody yeah. who is an idiot or stupid is somebody like me with with a mental, right, with a a, a learning disability. I'm I'm not stupid. I make mistakes, but I'm not stupid. So don't call me. Don't don't use these words because they are harmful to other people. And I refuse. Or anybody else in Hollywood doing comics, whatever, whatever. You want to use those words? Have fun. 
but to see Franklin, it's not going to be in my book because I want everybody to be able to receive and not feel put down. It's, I just, I just can't. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's, it's a, it's a thing that's never really talked about that much, and it's a thing like, it's it, to me, there needs to be a culture shift with it, and I think there might be some soon. I don't know. I mean, you would know better than me. No, Will this there not be, a, be nothing. Absolutely no, not. No, because it pays the bills in Hollywood. Mm. Look at don't was it don't breathe too? A blind man is killing folks. Yeah, that's true. That one I never understood. I never gave it the. I I appreciate the actor though. I like the actor, but from Avatar and stuff. As soon as he started doing that, I'm like, why? Like, what is the, what? What are you doing? Like, what is what is happening here? I never understood the concept of the film. I never gave it the light of day one nor two, because I'm like that. Like, okay, blind guy. All of a sudden, like Daredevil. What? Like, what the fuck? What are you doing here? Like, and they're like, oh, he's a blind guy, so he's evil. I'm like, that's a, the fuck. <laughs> That's that's wrong on many levels here, people. I don't understand. Exactly. So that's why I know nothing will change. Mm. Right? I have all these major people in Hollywood that follows me and they know what I talk about. And they will interact with every fucking thing else I tweet <laughs> except the disability topic. And it's oh, like really? killing me. That's you watched it as something I tweeted or you hitting me up like, yo, tell me about this weed trade. But you don't say shit to me about disability. Wow. It's straight out. Wow. So that's why I know, right? It's, it's, there's not going to be a shift. There's not going to be a change. Mm. There are not many disabled writers in Hollywood, in comics. Oh, there's- comics especially. Oh, in comics especially. In comics, I th- I'm, I'm under, I've said this for a long time since I've been a comics fan. Because I'm an equalist kind of guy. I love everybody. Slash hate everybody. It's a whole thing in half. But um, but like when you when you go in, and I think that to me, that the fact when you look at, and this is coming from a white male, I definitely agree that there needs to be a change in comics. And they say I've gotten in the full budget people like, oh, they're diversifying comics. I'm like, yeah, because it's mostly white dudes who fucking write and draw shit. I, I said, give the people the jobs in different countries. Give more females jobs in, in comics because that needs to be a fucking thing. I've said it for a long fucking time. Yeah. Like comics especially needs to have that happen. And that's why I love bringing on people who are just like, they're like the indie people coming on. They're like, oh, I'm just an indie person. I'm like, yeah, but you know, you matter too. Like, they're like, yeah, but I'm from like South America. I'm like, who gives a shit? Come on on. I'll promote you. Let's go. Like, I want to get you the jobs here. I want to make sure that you get heard because, you know, it's, it's better. Like, I don't know. To me, I think that needs to change. And it, that's kind of been changing. Oh, fucking sloth of a process. But I think comics has been diversifying a little bit more and then even Hollywood ever fucking will. Oh, absolutely absolutely like i'm i'm not only you know am i the first black woman to write harley which is just a whole nother thing in and of itself including poison ivy as well but a black disabled queer autistic woman is writing harley quinn like that is ground breaking. Yeah. I am making history. And I just hope that it opens doors that editors and publishers can see that damn, okay, disabled people really do buy some talent. Let me give them a shot. You know, the yeah. first three issues of this series, I was in and out the hospital. Issue three, I was in the hospital for two weeks and in rehab for three weeks. While you were writing or when it was coming out? No, issue three hasn't come out. I was writing in the hospital. I was writing. Yeah. Yeah. I lived in rehab for a month. And you're still writing? Holy shit. And I'm doing it. And issue three, when I found out I needed heart surgery, I instantly hit up my editor, Katie Huber, and I was like, yo, this is what's happening. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm just letting you know. Like, I. I don't know what I don't know what my life is about to look like. Yeah, because um, that's 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 intense. Like that, like exactly. anything anything hard is like 
you don't know. Right? And that's the fear. I could on the table. You, you could. It's it's a thing. Nobody would know, right? My kids aren't going to open my email and say, hey, Katie, just let you know my mom died, right? Yeah. That's going to happen. They're just going to know, oh, shit, her, she's not answering her phone. Her Twitter is silent. Her mm-hmm. ID is Like, they're not going to know. And it got to the point when, when I was in rehab, it was one of the worst experiences of my life. It was a lot of medical um, abuse. It mm. got to, I mean, it, it, it was torture. It was torture being in rehab. And I was just so depressed. And I'm like, how the fuck can I write Harley Quinn while I am depressed? being abused by medical staff and to die at any second my my heart rate would go from my your resting your your heart rate should be between 60 and 100 right yeah my heart rate has gone from 18 one eight to 250 that is that is my life right now um the book you know I'm I'm finished writing but during this whole time I've just been in and out the hospital in and out and I was at the point where I was ready to just say here goes all your money back I can't do this because I was so afraid that me being so Sick. What caused them to throw their hands up and saying, "Yeah, we need to sign up for this shit." We knew you had back issues, team. We knew you couldn't walk right, but yeah, we're good. And it was the it was the opposite. Hmm. You know, Katie was just so accommodating, and that's the whole point. If you accommodate disabled people actors, writers, creators, like if you just accommodate these people who are disabled people who are creating content, we will give you the fucking best. But people don't want to accommodate disabled people. They would rather hire somebody who is not disabled to do it and to tell these stories. And I just have to give all my love to Katie. She was she was holding my hand and I well, we wasn't even in the same house. She has just been amazing. Um I put so many disabled characters in this series and not once was it a problem. Not once. There there's somebody with a facial difference in this comic. On the cover of issue four, we have a vitiligo sex worker. Like Mm. I am putting my people into this comic because all we want is to see ourselves represented in some way. For white folks, y'all got to see yourself from day one. (laughs) Zevo, Salafin was created. Yeah, that's true. Right. And if you add the fact that we're disabled, we're definitely barely going to see that shit. Right. You look at comics, comics predominantly white. What were the black folks in the comics? They was in the back. Right. They were background people. They were thugs. They were they were thieves. They were were, Yeah, it was it was made to be villains, which I've never understood at all. I've never understood that. Well, you know, black people, you know, we, we, we are villains. We are, you get in an elevator with us and you're grabbing your purse. We want to steal you. Bitch, we don't give a fuck about what's in your purse. Shit, I never, yeah, and I never under, people, people expect me to be like that sometimes when I say, oh, I'm from Chicago. And they're like, oh, shit, you got to be like, I'm like, no, you better fuck right off because I love everybody. So I was like, nah, I'd feel comfortable with that. Like, it's a whole thing and a half. Like I never understood that mentality of that shit. Like I've I've never understood that shit. I've never understood it. It's it, you know it's it's our lives. You know, it, yeah. it's people who look like me. It's our lives. It's what we were taught. It's ingrained in our DNA. 
but you know i mean you, but it, but with the comics right now like in a way you're seeding change a little bit here because to me when you what you're talking about with putting people in like that in the in the books that you're putting in like and putting people into the books that don't forget the limelight like to me that's seeding the change and also to me that makes it more fucking real because yeah. it's not just like one demographic of people you're seeing on pages. You're seeing all different types of people. That makes it real. And that's almost it's, seeding different change. That's seeding the change almost. Exactly. Because when I step out of my fucking house, I see disabled people. Right? I used to okay. live in New York. Yeah. I see disabled people every fucking where. Yeah. So it's like in comics, what, disabled people just don't exist? Because if that's the point, that's eugenics. And that's a whole other motherfucking conversation. Oh, that is. Oh, that is. I, okay. But I think, like, I think the thing. There's no way possible I could do that. Yeah, no. No, no, no. Like, working on it, though, I mean, it's comics is the way to change the world, I think, nowadays, to be honest with you. So I think you're in the right medium because I think you can do a lot of change, T, with comics. Oh, absolutely. You like, know, it's I, I've done this, you know, with my short stories with my other comics. Like I made sure that my people were in there, not just black folks, but queer folks, disabled folks. Like yeah. it's imperative. I would be doing myself a massive injustice if I kept the same white gays narrative right i mean mm -hmm. it's like damn you can't even have a white person disabled in your shit like <laughs> i mean they're still white <laughs> but it's like oh it just won't happen and it, it, it infuriates me to absolutely no end yep. so i just i i again i am just very grateful that I did not get any pushback from DC, from my editor, Katie, about me including disabled people. I think it is massive that there is a character with vitiligo on the cover. I am, I mean, I'm fine. DC, let me go to the strip club as it is. So shout out <laughs> to them. <laughs> that's true that's very true <laughs> you know so to have a vitiligo stripper is just like oh yeah i'm doing it right because like I just that's people to yeah. see that disabled people exist right even on yeah. the hard show you have dr psycho hate the name because it's able to shit but he's a disabled character he's a little person you yeah. have cyborg right he has prosthetics and he's in a wheelchair. So I, I love having, and I love seeing disabled reps mm. because it's like, oh shit, we don't have it. But when it's done right, when it's done right, and when it's done by disabled people, we gonna show up and show out. Disabled people have $450 million in spending money. I don't, a bitch is broke as hell. But collectively, <laughs> there's $450 million to spend. Yeah. And if you give disabled people what they want, something done and created by a disabled person, featuring disabled characters, we will show up and we will show out and we will spend that money. So shout yeah. out to everybody who pre-ordered the Harley Quinn Eat Thing Kill Tour issue one because it's sold out and we got a second printing that's on the way. Damn. And it's like, well, shit, it give us what we fucking want. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it, it proves, it proves it, right? Right? Even if they're just going to a second printing, fucking proves it to be, I, you're not wrong. Like, if it's done right, it, oh, Yep. You you're speaking such the truth here, T. I just yep. I can't I can't agree with it anymore. Like because it's just so true. And same with Harley and Ivy, right? These fans have wanted Harley and Ivy to get together and it to be done the right way, where there is no are they just gal pals or are they just what? 
What is, is what it just or the, there's the there's the big one, too. There's the big one with those two. And people are like, oh, they're just putting them together for sex. Like, no, that's not what the fuck they're doing. I will promise you that's not what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. Like, it, it's, yeah, it's a whole thing. This book, right. They got this book where yeah. they are in love. And they are going on a honeymoon together. Yeah. So again, like, I gave the fans what they really wanted. Yeah. And it's not just. You know, we could tweet all day, every day about what, oh, this is trash, blah, blah, blah. And people don't support it, you know, because it, 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 it happens, right? We've seen so many comics that have been done by creators and they get canceled and it's like, yo, but I thought I wanted this, but you're really not spending the money. So what are y'all bitching about? Right? Yeah, so that's I, it. That as well. So I, I totally understand to a degree why you know publishers are like yo we tried right and that was my biggest fear doing this like i could put my a game in but if motherfuckers don't buy it's like shit dc gonna be like well we swung for the fences we gave y'all somebody black a woman somebody who was queer and disabled and autistic and y'all didn't want to buy this right and that was such a heavy heavy cross for me to bear because I was just damn if this sucks if this doesn't go anywhere nobody else is able to get a chance and that's a fucked up way to think about it but it's the truth right Mm. But that ain't the case for my fucking book. No, no, it's like you're like I knocked it out of the water bitches we sold out (laughs) Oh, baby, let's go. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. You, you knocked it out of the park with that shit. Like, everybody. Yeah, everybody. everybody. Oh, yeah. Max Farron. Oh, my God. Max Farron's face is, oh, my God. Max Farron is, I said it before, I'm going to say it again. Max Farron deserves an Emmy, an Oscar, a Tony, a Grammy, everything for their acting and their facial expressions. Like, it is free phenomenal and funny as shit i love me so max max is a beast the lettering is just so fire marissa with her colors so fire like this book is amazing like it's not just me who did it and i want to give them all their flowers because they deserve Oh, you 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 may enjoy this. Did it? T, I think you're gonna love this because me and <laughs> I actually had Marissa on the show actually the other week. <laughs> oh sweet! <laughs> yeah, we were talking. We said a lot of good shit, and we were talking about it. When I, like it was good time. Like she, oh hard worker she is. Shit, like oh my god. Like and I've I believe actually I've had Taylor Esposito on the show before. I think I've had Taylor on. Okay. Yeah, I think so. So. So I'm like, hey, you know what? It was also another factor. I'm like, we got to get Tion for this too. Like, you're in really good company with that book. I should, oh. like, you, like, holy shit. I'm like, this is a lineup of a crew on here. My God. Yes. Oh. Yes. It, it is just, I love Taylor. Taylor's from Jersey, just like me. So I had on, I think, damn near every book. Maybe one Taylor didn't let her, but I've got Taylor. I love Taylor. Yeah. Right. So that's just a given. But, you know, Taylor being a man of color and from Jersey, and he's just so badass. And he has his own company, Ghostless Studios. And I'm like, I get to create something with my friends. Anytime Taylor and I are something, we have this time of our lives. Mm-hmm. And I'm really grateful that I was able to, that he was able to be in this, in this series and coming on this journey with me. I don't know Max. I didn't know Max until um, our, our e-meeting and, you know, same with Marissa. And it's just like, yo, everybody here is so fire. They took my black and white words and just turned it into what? 
It's just oh, it's magic. It's fucking magic. I, I people I tell them I tell any artist I have on the show. I tell like Paul, my, the artist for my books, who does all seven of them. I, I tell them all the time. I was like, you guys are fucking magicians. I don't know how you take my shitty ass words and put them. I, I don't I don't know. I, I like because then you make it better than the fuck I could fucking picture it. Like I like I had an idea in my head and then I get the artwork. I'm like, oh, my God. They're like, you good? I'm like, I was crying. I've cried in a meeting before. And they're like, why are you crying? I'm like, because this shit's beautiful, man. Right. And that's that something any, like I see it and then I get the pages and I'm like, yeah, I didn't see it this way. But holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> but then but then they tell me the same shit they're like well i don't know how you come up with it i'm like bro i I, there's a lot less talent in writing i love writing i love writers we're really you know it takes a lot of work to get where we are in life but fuck i think there's more talent in in fucking drawing from words like my god seriously that oh it's it's shout out to every artist out there oh god yeah baby i can't even draw a straight line okay oh yeah that's it And my handwriting shit too. Like that's that's the thing. Like I don't win at all. That's why they're like, I'm like, thank God I can type everything. Thank God, because I'd be so, I'd be so. I I I shit you not, T. I had the I was on writing some notes on a medical form at the Exotic Animal Hospital I work at. I don't want to say the name. I mean, they could probably give it to Google and figure it out because people will come to my work and find me. It's happened before. Oh, but Lord. yeah, that's that that's not fun. But. Then I gave I wrote down on a medical form some handwritten notes and shit like that too. And I was getting back to the doctor. And the doctor's a real good friend of mine. And he's sitting there. He he just the funniest shit. He looks, he's like, you know, I've never seen a handwriting before. And he's like, I'm like, yeah. He's like, good lord, it's trash. And and he's like, and you're a writer? I'm like, yeah. I said, listen, doc. My handwriting is a mixture of English, Arabic, and Russian. You know, if you can read it, I don't know how the fuck my girlfriend reads any notes that I have for. Her. I really don't. Listen, yeah, I'm, I'm not. Yeah, shout out to whoever created the keyboard. Oh, uh, baby, you have saved my life. <laughs> yeah, the typewriter. Like, I see why Tom Hanks loves top typewriters so much. Like, God damn, Bobby doesn't write shit. He's like, I have a typewriter. I'm just gonna type it. <laughs> Listen, listen, I, uh, artists are amazing. Max is so, so amazing. I am just, every time I get a page, I'm just like, how? Yeah, that's it. (laughs) How? That's it. Do you know what this talk, though, should tell people listening to their show? This talk should tell people because I know people listening think this way about artists. Pay the fucking artist for the work they do for you, for the love of God. That ass. That ass. Pay them. Don't ask for I've never asked for artwork to be free on any project I've ever done on anything, whether in the film industry, whatever the fuck it was, which if I, that's a whole different bucket of worms. But I've never asked for free artwork. I've always paid because fuck that. You pay for artwork, man. You pay mm-hmm. for the magician's work. Exactly. Pay for it. Listen. Oh. Seriously. Oh. It's, it's, just every page that I get. And Max and I created a brand new villain. Tired of biased mainstream media? Just want the news without agenda? Well, stop on by America First Podcast. We report every Sunday on the events that took place during the week. No bias, no agenda, just the news as it was meant to be. You can find us on Spotify, Anchor, Pocket Casts, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, uh, Antenna Pod, and Overcast. Tune in and stay up to date. Also, you can follow us on Twitter at capital S, lowercase c-m-b-a-g, capital N. Uh, just look for, type in America First Podcast. We're there. Got plenty of episodes for, uh, for now. We update regularly, as I said. So stay up to date to know what's going on. And as always, stay informed, stay involved, and keep America First. For the eat bang kill pores, and it's mes- their name is Mephitic, and mm. they nasty. And Max, you know, took my ideas and created this uh, disgusting, gross, 
ugly ass piece. It just made this character and he's it's so disgusting to look at. But I love it so fucking much. <laughs> it's like that I could love and hate a piece of like it's just it's disgusting and gross to look at. And it's like I wish this issue could be a scratch and sniff issue. Oh my god. I would lose oh. my shit. <laughs> oh. You know, you put that out there, T, somebody's going to fucking make it and send it to you. They're going to be like, I made a scratch and sniff. Here you go. And this is what I thought the character smelled like. And you may regret it. (laughs) I know, but I would love it so much. Like, I am so, I I am so amazed by what Max has done for this character. And it's just like. Oh my god, this is disgusting and ugly and shit. <laughs> but it's gonna be so amazing. So you already know Harley and Ivy are just gonna be throwing all types of insults their way. And oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be hilarious. And I, oh. I am just I can't wait for Yami. He's on the the uh Mephitic is on the cover of issue four. And um that's just like a little tease of how I'm, I'm, you're really hyping it up T. you're really i'm like fuck. i'm excited to see that like i really want to see because you're really really hyping it i love it it's, it's gross it's so so gross <laughs> and oh i'm sorry did i say issue four i meant to say issue five sorry y'all sorry four sorry, oh five y'all. okay 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 five yeah issue four has um my favorite character vixen on it so issue four is Vixen. Yes, Vixen appears as the ladies head to Detroit. Um, so actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. There is we do get to see a little bit of the villain in issue four, but issue five is just like, damn, here I am. Right and there, yeah. yeah, so it's it's yeah, we got a we got a brand new villain, and that was kind of cool to create something that is not you know something brand new for for dc like mm-hmm. i'd lose my shit if he ended up on the show <laughs> you know? yeah you but never know t weird know. shits happen listen you never know i i i love patrick dean and justin the showrunners executive producers writer of the harley quinn show they are so amazing and they have been so freaky, especially Patrick has been so kind to me and just, see, I love what you've done. Like these guys have been so cool and to just have a, a nod, more than a nod. I mean, <laughs> Patrick's freaking Twitter is the cover. <laughs> Of the show. Oh, that's cool. Sweet for a while was the cover as well. And it's like, oh. yo, dude, are you serious? It's it's the moment we are like, am I dreaming? Like the like did I like did did I st- take something? Like what happened? Like yes. what what did I do to get here? Yes, like just having random tweets of yeah. his of mine just on his timeline and he's you know sending me pictures of the book and it's just like oh my god I love y'all hire me and then I write the show. <laughs> show. Hey, boo. Hey. oh god you, you know after hearing this because they'll probably listen to this after hearing this I want to I want to be make it clear T's got a great voice just saying just saying okay. <laughs> Y'all know I got the skills. Yeah, you know what? We have the power to record anywhere these days. Okay. Okay. I can write from anywhere. Like, I I, I love the Harley Quinn show. And I was a massive fan before I even found out I was writing. Oh, God. It's a good show. It's such a good show. It's a good show. Oh, God. I... Before I even knew I was writing it, I was already on, like, my fourth, fifth watch. And it was just, like, the show was so badass yeah and then oh yeah it presented itself in the weirdest way 
um, the weirdest. I never thought that I would write for DC, like ever. Like there was never a point where I was like, oh, I hope I can write for DC one day. Like, no, because I was just like, I'm too out there. I'm real vocal. I say what's on my mind. I call out the bullshit. Yeah, you're like, listen, they don't want me. I could be a PR nightmare. Like, I don't think they ain't hiring me. They're not hiring me. And all it took, you know, not all it took, but an introduction from Mark Guggenheim. Shout out to him. It was his birthday last week. Happy birthday to Mark. Um, Yeah, so last year, I... I um I cursed out Stephen Amell. Well, I called him out on his racist ways, and along with hundreds of thousands of other people, but Stephen chose to respond to me and asked me to teach him how to not be a racist. And I was like, "Stay crazy, you a mother man! You grown ass man! What kind of like teach you how not to be racist?" Um, and then Mark followed me and I was like, yo, if you here with his bullshit, <laughs> exit the way you fucking came. <laughs> he was like, no, <laughs> I'm not racist. I like me and whatever you say. <laughs> I gave Mark the biggest side off. He probably seen it from Jersey. I was like, mm-hmm. oh God, I like you. He's like, oh, she's going to be like, oh, it's Mark. <laughs> and then meanwhile, you're like, Yo, bitch, what you want? <laughs> like, wait, what you want? Like, what you want? Like, what? <laughs> and he's like, yo, this is. He pro- I bet you he was probably that probably added to his love for you because he's probably like, I like, I liked you a lot. Now, <laughs> but no, like, it wasn't exactly. like, oh, hey, Mark. It was like, yo, what's going on here? <laughs> like, exactly. Like, I instantly hit him in the DM. I was like, yo, you want the same shit? You might as well leave. Like, I don't <laughs> Which is probably the first time he's ever had somebody just fucking say shit like that to him. And that's probably the first and only time since he's probably just like, damn, that tea was real up front with me. Fucking like, damn, all I said was hi, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, he, he, he started to, he, Mark instantly started to grab my comics. He started to buy them and read them. And he's like, yo, why aren't you writing for DC or Marvel? I was like, uh... Because uh, y'all didn't hire? <laughs> what are you on? You saw what I just did with Steven. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if like that. And um, he introduced me to my editors, Katie and uh, Liz Erickson. And a few months later, they asked me if I was interested in writing for the show. And I was like, yeah, I'll pitch. But it was other people, and um, I got the gig. So, you know, I do want to low-key shout out Stephen Amell for being a racist jackass, because I don't think this would have happened any other way. But it did, and um, I'm doing the damn thing. Oh, that's fantastic. (laughs) Shout out to him. Oh God, that's amazing! <laughs> that is, right? you know, if people weren't assholes, I wouldn't be working at DC right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's a weird way to say it, you know. But it, it definitely was, you know, not to just diminish anything. But I got the talent, right? Me cursing out somebody—that's nothing. Yeah, that's an everyday thing. For me. That's a normal I, thing on Twitter. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but it's you know, I had the talent. And all anybody needs, especially if you're a marginalized person, all you need is just one opportunity. Oh, God. Just give us one opportunity and we will show you what we can do. And I'm Mm -hmm. really, really grateful for that opportunity, even though it came about in a weird way. I'm just breaking the comic. Oh, I just cursed up. DC Comics is main actor for their show that's been running for eight years. No big deal. And, 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 and you know what? If someone told me that, if like I was in a class and my teacher went and told me that shit, I'd be like, I'm in the right fucking class. <laughs> I am paying for this tuition a hundred percent. Listen, if you're listening out there, don't go cursing out Steven. No, no, yeah, we should make that clear. Don't do that. No. I don't do that. <laughs> do 
Politicians curse them out. Now, don't curse out Stephen, though, because. Hey, folks, Dakota here with a little bit of an ad break, but this is one you definitely want to listen to if you guys are a comic fan, which you are if you're listening to the show. You guys like comics and you like reading them in person. Well, let me tell you, go to Drawn the Comics in Glendale, Arizona. This is not just a hype thing for this ad. Let me tell you. I've been going there for years. I've had Cam Brown on the show all the time. Such a good guy. It's such a good community. Everyone who works there, they know you. They, you get your box number. You get your thing. You get all you need to do there. You get your collectible toys, car, whatever it may be. Comics, it's all there for you guys. That's Drawn the Comics in Glendale, Arizona. Here's the address. 5801 West Glendale Avenue, Glendale, Arizona, in downtown Glendale. And if you guys want to visit them, you can visit them drawntocomics.com or find them on social media and the number is 623-847-9090. You give them a call. Definitely, guys, I love going to the store. And this is not a fucking lie. I love going. It's so amazing. Thanks, everyone. And hopefully you guys check them out if you're in Arizona or maybe passing through. Remember, guys, draw on the comics. Go check it out for your books. Reading books in person is so much better than digital. But I love digital, too, so it's a little bit of a toss-up. Support brick-and-mortar companies. We definitely need you to. Thanks, everyone. And now, without further ado, I'm going to take it back to future me. Oh, fuck. I don't think anything recently to, you know, cause some shit. So just don't, you know, just go out of, out of nowhere. Like, yeah, we it, don't have to. People, it, it was the funniest thing when this happened. Uh, some random-ass person tweeted Stephen and it said T. Franklin has failed this country and I laughed so fucking hard I made it my Twitter header and my Twitter name T. Franklin has failed this country like it was just so fucking funny to me that's fantastic t-shirts I I want like it's not (laughs) mean but it's so fucking funny and stupid that I would be like, it's a fucking T-shirt. And yeah. people may think they're like, oh, you're an asshole. You hate tea. I'm like, nah, I fucking love tea. But <laughs> listen. <laughs> listen, <laughs> it, was, it was the best. And up until last week, it was my header. It was my name. Fantastic. Uh, only reason why I changed it is because Vixen is better <laughs> than a <the> street oh. <laughs> But trust me, you know, um, yeah. it, 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 it's weird how it all came about but at the end of the day i got the talent and i've shown that i can write my ass off and apparently i'm funny with it so it works you got the talent you got motivation you got a lot of shit like it's it's great it's fucking wonderful it is it is and you know it's led to me writing my favorite character yeah, I mean, oh. from here, though, you never know where you're going to go. Like some people I talk to, some friends of mine and whatnot, I kind of have an idea where they're going to go a little bit with some film stuff or with because I got a few friends of mine who are in film and then like people in comics and whatnot where they want to go and stuff. But then like T, like, you don't know where the fuck you can go from here. Like you, you broke into D.C. writing for Quinn on their show tie-in comic. Like, that's your break-in. Like, that's like being like, yeah, I, I started working at DC. Yeah, what are you working on? I'm working on Batman. Oh, okay. Right? <laughs> Man, no, f- fuck. Like, what and do you do? And it's not like, you know, I, I didn't get a four-pager, right? Or a ten-page story. I I got a whole last series. Series, yeah. And, I mean, like, okay, we got to put it out in the ether, though. What do you want to work on next? Oh, besides Dixon, I want to write Dixon's solo series. He needs a solo series. Um, but besides Dixon, I would love to play with Wonder Woman. Okay. Um, Swamp Thing. Love me some Swamp Thing. Um, oh, my goodness. Jonah Hex is a pretty cool character that I do like. Oh, you'd start some feathers with that. That'd be fantastic. I, like, I want to get that Justice League dark. Like, I love her. Love her. Yeah. First thing I wrote was the outfit in Nailbiter issue 27. It was a four-page backup. Shit sold out. Like, I am pretty fucking good with her. So I yeah. would love to do some DC horror shit. Um, yeah. Dead I man. love. I'm down with that. It like I, yep. I I. That's what I would like. Yo, give me, 
what is it? Oh my God, the creature commandos. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Oh, Give it to me. Give it to me. You never know. You never know. Oh, well, T. This has been an amazing talk. We got to wrap it up now. We're coming to the end here. I, this has been amazing. I thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thank you for having me. Of course. Like, uh, this has been a blast. I, um, where people can follow me on social media real fast so they can like follow you and, and all the adventures. <laughs> um, Ms. M-I-Z-T-E-E Franklin. So T Franklin with the M-I-Z in front of it. Um, at me on all social media platforms. And just pre-order i i need y'all listeners to pre-order the harley quinn series especially issue four because it has vixen and if you are a vixen fan you need to pre-order issue four like really really happy so i can write a solo series okay i'm not that it'll happen but you know just show dc that i really want vixen you know she, she deserves she deserves but um that's where you can find me and just get your pre-order on um what's next for me i am in i have crossed over into hollywood i'm writing some tv shows right now Ooh. that i cannot speak about um but i am doing i'm doing some pretty cool things and for comics i i only have a, a i'm writing a vixen story vixen and the super pets with uh yancy labat who is on superhero girls and I'm doing a a um a ten pager with Vixen and the Super Pets. But other than that, for comics, I've got some things in the works. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, uh, I feel. we will see. DC, y'all know I'm free. Hi, I love it. Fuck yeah! I, listen, Vixen needs more love. Vixen always needs more love. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, All righty. Well, thank you to you, Rock. All right. Oh, thank you. Kindly, kindly. Thank you. I appreciate the love. Ghost. All righty. Well, thank you, guys. Okay. And...